At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What up, folks? Welcome in. Thursday edition of The Edge. Good one on tap today, as usual. A lot of NBA, a lot of baseball, and a lot of Chuck Esposito. He's going to be with us 30 minutes from now. Got a lot to get to when it comes to the NFL draft. Chuck, of course, big draft head. Huh? Loves the NFL draft. Uh, loves to also say the phrase, mm-hmm. extra year of control. So we'll see if we break that out. And we're talking about these quarterbacks that go in the first round. There's a lot, of, quite a lot of people that think we're getting three, four, five guys going in the first round quarterback-wise. What do the Matt Humans mock draft had to say about quarterbacks? Quarterbacks, you got three. And uh, the last pick of the first of round, Desmond Ritter to the Lions. Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to get burned on that uh, in terms of betting that thing. Got to be nervous about it. Yep. Uh, I actually heard somebody who's a credible mock draft a credible draft analyst yesterday say that he expects four quarterbacks in the first round. I think that's a stretch. I really, I don't think Matt Corral is worthy of a first round pick. And there's been some talk that uh, Corral might even go as high as the top 15. I don't see it. I think do it every year you know with where quarterbacks, he fits? Man. You know where Matt Corral fits? Early in the second round to the Seahawks. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. The Pete Carroll Lane Kiffin connection and the fact that, uh, uh, Corral's got some character issues that NFL teams are concerned about. He's had some in- injury issues in the past. I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. I still think that uh, you've got two that are going to go for sure in the first. Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, not sure which order. And then uh, Desmond Ritter might go. Ritter's getting a lot of steam because uh, he, he's been he's had a lot of positive interviews and workouts in the pre-draft process. Yeah. And teams – we're starting to look at him as a, an option, I think, late 
mid to late first round. So if you're playing under two and a half quarterbacks, I think you have to be nervous about that. I do not expect four. Yeah, two I don't think or, so. it's going to be two or three. I don't think so either. But I, you know, you know how I operate with this thing. I mean, usually every single year we do this for the quarterbacks. Like, hey man, we're going to Davis Mills was a first round quarterback at one point, right in the in the NFL draft yeah. the year he came out, and uh, sure enough, that was not the case. So he's going to be a starting quarterback this year. Yeah, well, and he deserves it. I think showed enough that you would, if you're the Texans with nothing going on, I give the kid a year and see what happens. Yeah, um, Bobby but. Smith said he's all in on Davis Mills. Uh, but yeah, I, right now I project in my mock three quarterbacks, seven wide receivers. I think the uh, the third quarterback is a coin flip, and I think the seventh wide receiver is a coin flip. I do like over five and a half wide receivers. I would not play over six because you're probably going to get a push, and you're just hoping you get that seventh wide receiver. Uh, we'll talk more about the NFL uh, draft later on. We have a VSEN draft betting guide coming out next week. Wow, really? It's going to be a big production. What does that all entail? Tell me. We don't have enough. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, it's going to be exciting, though. Big production. That's what I hear, at least. Uh, we will get back to that with Chuck Esposito coming up at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. But we go to the NBA. Last night, kind of a dud. Uh, not a fun night in any way whatsoever because there really wasn't any drama. Uh, the How about that? I'll say this really quickly because I was on the Charlotte Hornets who got absolutely gobsmacked by the Atlanta Hawks. That's two years in a row now that the mm. Charlotte Hornets have gotten to the play-in and fought for what? To get in there and get their doors blown off back-to-back years. The Pacers handed it to them, and then last night, stack, you know, you get to halftime, you're like, yeah, you know what, you're down, but it's not. It's a manageable yeah. uh, deficit, especially for a team that gets up and down the floor. Um, surely you'll be able to work your way back and uh, probably get back in this game. Not the case. A 132-103 final. Charlotte gets run off the floor in the third quarter. A defensive rating of 126.2 in non-garbage time minutes. It was an absolute nightmare for them. And uh, Atlanta moves on to play for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then you get the New Orleans Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs. Now, to give the Spurs credit, at one point late in the second half, they did go on a 16-1 to run that made it look like they were going to get back in that game and maybe even challenge the Pelicans' cover and uh, push for potentially a victory. Not the case, though, as they ultimately fall 113-103 to last night as the underdogs, excuse me, the favorites, both move on to the next round of the play. Spurs cut it to 97-91. Yep. And at that point, I said, if they're going to have to get a defensive stop here and keep this run going. If they don't, they're going to lose by double digits. And what they do, they give up baskets on the next two possessions. And the, the lead went from 6 to 10. And uh, they stretched it out from there, talking about the Pelicans. And they end up winning by 10. That's a bad beat if you played under 215 and a half <laughs> in that game last yeah. night. With the, uh, the way the end played out, uh, to land on uh, 216, I know a couple people who got burned by that last night. I lost with the Spurs. I took uh, the Spurs live plus eight. Uh, didn't deserve to win that. They were mm. getting blown out. I was lucky to even have a chance at the end. And uh, I did not play the Hornets Hawks game. But I think after watching last night, you probably have to uh, say that uh, the Hornets would be a stay away if they're in the play-in tournament next year. Yeah. I mean, I think you I, you kind of – look because I've been – you that's, know me. Like you said, that's two years in a row. They've not only been beat, they've been blown out well, and embarrassed. Just destroyed. Yeah. And, you know, I've been you know, going back to last year, right? I was a proponent of the Hornet, that Hornets team. I uh, thought they were going to be much improved. They ended up doing that, making it to the play-in. And, and I've liked what James Borrego has done to a certain extent to make them competitive and play pretty good basketball. But I think you're, out, you're kind of asking yourself some questions now at this point. Like, this is two years in a row in a playoff situation. This team has been completely unprepared. For their opponent. I think you should be asking a lot of questions about the Hornets franchise. Yeah. Well, and it's 18 years in a row without a playoff series win. And, hey, you don't hand out trophies for making the play-in tournament and getting blown out. No. Uh, and also, I mean, just the, the the complete disarray with the team. I get it's a young team, some hot heads, but 
Uh, Miles Bridges coming off of the court and throwing his mouthpiece and hitting some girl on the head as he was mm-hmm. getting escorted out. And um, just a really poor showing. And then we can talk about the James Booknight stuff. Remember the, the middle of the year where Booknight was just a pain. It, yeah. like was actually uh, trying to fight James Borrego on the sidelines. Well, a lot of the excuses you hear uh, when a team like this bows out early in the playoffs yeah. or in a play-in tournament, well, it's a young team. Young teams don't always mature. Yeah. Often they don't mature at all. So I, I'm not going to jump on board and say the Hornets have a bright future. Oh, and the video that came out yesterday. Did you see this? Oh, about the walk they had to the arena because of the train that was stopped? No. Oh. No, 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 you, no. You heard about that, right? No, I didn't. Actually, what was this? The Hornets players were ticked off because there was a train stopped and they had to get off the bus and walk the rest of the way to the arena. Oh, legs were shot. Okay. Huh? That's why they lost. It, wasn't even, it didn't even look like it was that far of a walk. <laughs> Maybe a couple of blocks. Would you call it an unforeseen challenge? Yes. Like what Garrett Cole yes. faced the other yes. day. Um, no, the video of uh, LaMelo Ball smoking weed that came <laughs> out yesterday. I was shocked. If you're shocked by that, you're pretty naive. <laughs> and so, I'm not talking about him specifically. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the NBA doesn't even test for weed anymore, so yeah, it's not surprising. So Friday's matchups are as follows. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers will host the New Orleans Pelicans. Clippers open four with a total of 217. Uh, the only adjustment here uh, is the total down from 217 to 215.5. That's slow in some spots. And uh, the Atlanta Hawks on the road against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The disrespect for Cleveland. Not only does the Cavaliers open up as a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the, excuse me, at home, or excuse me, one-and-a-half-point underdog at home, Matt Humans. They are upwards of a three-point underdog in multiple spots right now mm-hmm. against the Atlanta Hawks. Market well, loves this Hawks team. That is for sure. That's been going on for a long time. And the Hawks off of, you know, a big win. And uh, the play-in off a 29-point win, they're probably going to get betting support. You tell me what you make of this game. I, I don't have a, a, no opinion on this one for me. You know, it, I think generally I would look toward taking points with a home underdog against the Atlanta Hawks, who have been mm-hmm. a very undervalued team all season long. But Cleveland clearly has some shortcomings defensively. Now, there's a chance, it seems, that Jared Allen might play. Uh, they're leaving the door open vaguely with Allen's status. Uh, we saw him warming up. I don't know if you saw the footage of when they were playing Brooklyn. He was out on the court and doing some work and all sorts of stuff. Um, if Allen plays and he's like the same Jared Allen, which is a hand injury, not anything with his lower body, you'd expect the same movement and explosiveness and ability to defend. Uh, I would very much look toward the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's just not only does Allen make them better, but we touched on this when we were talking about that match with Brooklyn. That means Evan Mobley shifts to power forward. That means your defensive scheme's completely changed. It means mm-hmm. Mobley can be more perimeter-oriented, flash out on shooter, do all those sorts of different things that he does defensively that have him on the way to potentially winning rookie of the year. And if that's the case, then everything kind of turns on its head for this Cleveland team defensively. Those two in the front court, they're different defensively. Uh, but if, if Allen's not going to play and you're still getting Mobley at center and you're still doing all the same things and it's the same makeup of a team who had one of the worst defensive ratings over the last like 17 games or so, uh, it's it's hard for me to look past uh, Atlanta in that type of situation. You know, I think that's a pretty fair, accurate. Now I will say you're getting up to three now again. I mean, that's I am not going to be in the uh, I'm not going to be running to lay two and a half three with Atlanta even in this current. State. No, I figured this would be a dog or pass game for yep. you. You take uh, the Cavs plus three or you pass. Now the other one's interesting because so Clippers again four with a total of two fifteen and a half. Uh, I really like the the market move to the under here because I don't think the Clippers want to get up and run down the floor. They want to make this more half court oriented. Uh, the Pelicans in half-court situations defensively have not really been that good. Um, but I do wonder if this might be a tad too high for L.A. One of the things we saw with them in that Timberwolves game, especially in the second half, they finished 24th in offensive efficiency. It's something we mentioned when we were analyzing the game. 
And it's because they have a tendency to get a little ISO oriented. You saw it in that game against Minnesota. There are multiple possessions in the second half. They're like, all right, Paul George, just work out of the post. All right, Marcus Morris, just work out of the post. They were at their best when they were getting drilled penetration, kicking it out to guys, moving the ball around and shooting. And that tends to disappear time to time uh, for the Clippers. And I just think when you look at it from that perspective, the fact that they're going to be, again, very undersized against Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas, four seems a little high for me uh, for the Los Angeles Clippers. In yeah, I think spot. it's a little bit high, too. I actually like this Pelicans team, especially you, you, you had watching C- it up close yesterday, right? Yeah, There's yeah. a lot to like. You had C.J. McCollum. It's a totally different dynamic with the Pelicans. I think they should be live dogs in this game. How about the youngster Herb Jones? A lot of people didn't really haven't really seen him a lot. Yesterday he was great. Yeah, they're a young rookie defensively. Awesome coming back, blocking shots, stripping dudes, running out there, hitting three point shots. Pelicans did mm-hmm. a pretty good job of building this roster. Like, and that's I've and, got and a, that's with their former number one pick not playing at all. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Zion Williamson's been a been a bust so far in a washout. Uh, we'll s- see if we see him on the floor at some point. But think about this Pelicans team, how it's been built, and your number one pick is uh, a ghost. So. Also, I wonder a little bit about the situation for the Clippers because you go on the road, you play an emotional game against the T-Wolves, mm-hmm. and uh, they put a lot into that game, and they lose, and they have to come back home and play a Pelicans team that uh, pretty much rolled last night. So I think the situation's a little bit better for New Orleans. And really quickly to add to like playing that game under, and I think the same thing goes for this Atlanta-Cleveland game, these are now elimination games. Yeah, and you yeah. wonder if that becomes slower, bogged down, game seven type environment where th- those become very low scoring and slow. And uh, that would benefit a team like the Clippers. And uh, I think it would benefit to a certain extent the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. We'll see if that's that could be a good point. Yep. All right. We'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. We get 15 minutes from now. Chuck Esposito is going to be with us. We get the baseball two on the other side. Some day games underway, including a windy one over in Chicago that the Mariners are having some trouble with. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL Draft is right here in Vegas. First round, April 28th. We'll have extensive coverage, including a draft betting guide coming out next week. I've got a mock draft out in Point Spread Weekly this week. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, gives his draft analysis. Mike Pritchard, v host. He was a first-round pick. Sean King, a former Super Bowl champ, give you insight you can bet on. Brent Musburger, voice of the Raiders, will give his draft best bets in our NFL draft betting guide out in the middle of next week. Sign up today to get full access to VSIN through the NFL draft for only $19. VSIN.com slash spring. Like it. Fired up. Draft is right around the corner here. It's a busy time of year. Baseball underway. That's draft. a big event. Looking forward to it. I wish we had a couple marquee quarterbacks to go in the top 10, but it's still okay. going to be a, a pretty good betting event. Wide receivers, I think, are going to take the spotlight. They actually have here in the last couple of days. Yeah, you and Pritch were talking about the, uh, the the value of the wide receiver now, the fact that teams are going to go cheap. I also think the um, the success of young receivers like a Justin Jefferson sure. or Jamar Chase, uh, I think the value of a wide receiver is now all the way up. And so I, I think a lot of these teams are going to be going in that direction. All right, Major League Baseball, we do have one final in the book. How about this? The Oakland Athletics were supposed to suck, and yet they take three out of four <laughs> from the Tampa Bay Rays. They might still suck. Yeah, they might suck. Uh, it's early on. Six to three, though, the final score. Uh, Oakland on the road here in this series. They were a plus 190 underdog today. Game goes over the total by a run, and the A's get the cash against the Tampa Bay Rays. So a good cash there for the underdog betters. And uh, one game underway right now. I mentioned that the uh, Mariners were having some trouble. Uh, the, what is it? The city of brotherly love? What do we call Chicago? Uh, we call it the Windy City. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, that seems to be the case because I think it was uh, three dropped uh, pop-ups for the Seattle Mariners. Still up 3-1 to one over Chicago. Uh, but how about yesterday, too, by the way? We mentioned Robbie Ray. And, uh, uh-huh. hey, you know, the first start, seven innings against Minnesota, but you walked four guys. Maybe there's some struggles there. White Sox like to hit lefties. Didn't go well for Robbie Ray yesterday, did it? Uh, not surprising. <laughs> not surprising. No. Uh, so, you know, one thing about that A's-Rays series, I don't, I don't think the A's are going to be very good. We've, uh, we've seen bad teams get off to hot starts before, and uh, they eventually rot. But the thing with – I really wasn't buying the Rays this year as I have in past years. And, you know, you never want to doubt the Rays because they're such a good organization. You doubt the Rays, you end up paying for it. I didn't play the win total, but you and I were talking about the Rays in our AL East preview with, uh, I think, Will Hill mm-hmm. the week before. And I said, I just don't like the way the Rays pitching sets up. I think you were pretty optimistic about yes. the Rays, and most people 
were, I think this is the weakest uh, pitching staff Tampa Bay's had in quite a while. So that's just why I wasn't completely on board. Now, the Rays could still charge back and possibly be the second-best team in this division. That wouldn't stun me. But I, I just was a little bit skeptical. No, and it's fair to be skeptical. And uh, as you said with Oakland uh, early, and we'll see how this plays out. And by the way, I mean, we watched yesterday with uh, what Vlad Guerrero Jr. did with three home runs <laughs> after getting his fingers stepped on. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays, I would assume, you know, maybe Canada to add another arm in terms of their starting staff by the time he gets to the trade deadline, depending on what they have to ship off. But the Blue Jays, I mean, you talk about short sample size, who's the real deal? Toronto kind of looks like the real deal offensively, at least, of this early part of the season. That was, that was awesome yesterday. Oh, I think the Blue Jays are going to be the real deal. They got... Their pitching is good enough, and their their offense should be great. And if you watch Vlad Guerrero last night, uh, take the Yankees pitchers, especially Garrett Cole deep. Uh, he's he's a superstar, and I, he's becoming one of the favorites to win the home run title uh, this season. The Yankees thought they had a home run last night from uh, Giancarlo Stanton that turned out not to be a homer. Did you happen to catch this last night? Uh, I, I did, and I think we, we've got the call, uh, and it is one of the it's best a classic. It's in, a classic. in baseball history. Hicks. Here's the 1-0. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left center. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. But caught. At the wall. Caught by Tapia. Boy, I thought that was gone. So Stanton got close. He sent Tapia back to the wall to make the catch. And the Yankees come up just empty. That would have tied the game. <laughs> that would have tied the game. Was it John Sterling? But it didn't. Still got Because it, it was caught. It was not gone. Uh, Sterling has done this. He's a clown. He's done this several times in the past couple of years. And uh, even when John Sterling was in his prime, remember, I'm a Yankees fan, so I, I've tried to listen to Yankees games on the radio over the years, and he can't do it. It's an unbearable broadcast. What's the and, angle that he's got? Huh? Like, where is he sitting out there? Does it really matter? <laughs> I mean, like, you can't call like a ball. On, you you kinda... don't call a ball gone until it lands in the seats, okay? You don't say it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it's caught on the warning track. That's, as a baseball play-by-play guy, you have to be a lot better than that. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's not the first time or the only time. No, he had a big one. No. Is it the, was it the wild card last year? He had a very big gaffe uh, last year in that wild card game as well. Um, and I, can I say, too, the attempt to save face was like, ah, oh, he sent them back to the track. If you watch the video, he leisurely walks yeah. onto the warning track. It was like 10 or 15 feet short of being a homer. I think the wind held it up. Now, yeah. Is some people tried to defend Sterling and say the camera angle made it look like it was gone. It did. The camera looked like if you watched the yes camera angle, you thought that Stanton's shot was going to hit the moon. Mm-hmm. Also, as a play-by-play guy, you can't call a home run a home run when it's a shot to the warning track. But, you know, that's just some of the – he's not an issue that I've got with the Yankees. I, I, I wish I could listen, listen to the Yankees on the radio. I never can because of that, that clown. But – if you watch the Yankees here early in the season, some of the concerns I had about this team going into it have been exposed. I'm not sure their starting pitching's deep enough. Garrett, Garrett Cole is not uh, the $324 million man that the Yankees uh, paid for. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, and you're not going to be able to beat teams with offense every night. And the Yankees' top six hitters are the most physically impressive top six probably in the history of baseball. But in the ninth inning against the Red Sox on Sunday night, Judge, Stanton, strikeout, strikeout. I can't remember the third hitter. He also struck out. Uh, struck out the side, and it wasn't even the Red Sox' number one closer. It was a backup closer. So I'm, I'm 
pessimistic about this Yankees team, too. I don't think Aaron Boone deserved the contract extension. He shouldn't have been brought back. Brian Cashman's a fraud as a GM. And now they got problems with Aaron Judge. We talked about this with Dave Koken yesterday. Judge wants $36 million a year. The Yankees offered 26 And that's going to be something that kind of hovers over this team the entire season. So I think when Cole starts, he's overpriced. And more often than not, he's going to be a bet against pitcher. And so far, he's 0-2. Yeah, and the Yankees are going to be a little overpriced just in general because they are the Yankees. So that's always going to be there. And to play devil's advocate in favor of Garrett Cole, if you look at some of the metrics over the course of a small sample size, uh, there is some, uh, you'll call it luck, I guess, coming his way. A little unlucky on balls in play and whatnot. So we'll see if that evens out for him. Only two starts. but He's had too many balls out out of play in terms of the seats in the last two years. (laughs) Yeah. Look at his home run totals uh, the last two years. Yeah, no, you're right. Like that's been a problem for him. So we'll see if that's going to uh, change, uh, fix itself. But especially uh, 2020 was a rough year for him in terms of home runs, and still a little rough um, last year and coming into this year. Obviously, it's a very big problem. So today we get he's still Luis got good strikeout numbers. He's got a yeah. live arm, no question about it. Guy throws high 90s, he's going to blow some people away. But there are plenty of guys who can hit the fastball, and uh, he's obviously got uh, a different spin rate than he had on the baseball when he was in Houston. So you mentioned the uh, overpriced nature of the Yankees today. Severino on the hill, dollar thirty favorite over the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, first not, four five. I, I wasn't encouraged by Severino's first start. Yep. He only went three innings, and you knew he wasn't going to go deep into that game. But he didn't look great. Uh, but you know, on the flip side, you've also got a, a Blue Jays pitcher in Gossman who was not very good in his first start. So uh, I think this game's priced about where it should be. I thought the Yankees would be minus one twenty, one twenty five. So, like you said, they're always going to be shaded a little bit higher, especially at home, minus 130 today. I would, I would like to see Severino come out and go five or six strong innings and look good, but you really don't know what you're going to get, so I can't lay the price with the Yankees. All right, so speaking of being – I don't know if you want to come overpriced, but you're always going to pay a premium here. Uh, Otani's on the hill again today. He gets a second start, mm-hmm. taking on Dane Dunning in the Texas Rangers. Angels right now uh, in the range of about $1.43, depending on where you shop, $1.50. Um, okay, again, Otani – Favorite here, total of eight and a half shaded to the over at minus 115 in certain spots. And I got to th- think you got to say, if you're looking at the Angels, the positive here is that the uh, revamp bullpen has been solid. It's been yeah. okay for them. Uh, three out of the last four games, they have won two of those, though, coming against the Marlins. One of them you needed a walk-off win to get that done. So the uh, offense has still been a little bit of a problem. And Otani looks spectacular in that first start. I mean, he was great. He was going really hard against the Astros before it kind of got ruined a little bit by yeah. defense behind him. Well, Tani's been uh, lights out as a pitcher, a carryover from last season. I thought his first start was great. And uh, obviously he didn't go deep into that game, but it's early in the season. You're not going to stretch out starters. That's why the first five innings price in this game is a little bit higher. Yep. Otani minus 145 in the first five. That's the circle line on this game. I think if uh, if you're betting on Otani, you're playing him in the first five. And this one, he's off to a slow start at the plate. He was three for 21 right out of the gate, but his bat's going to come around. I think it's not just Otani's bat, the whole JVT. We talked about it. It's, it's Trout. It's Rendon. Some of the big bats in the Angels' order have not been producing. Uh, but I considered Otani here. The price is just a little bit too high for me, uh, minus 145 in the first five, but it was one I thought about. I just don't have enough faith in the Angels' offense because we saw it in his first start. He couldn't get any run support. Yep. I also think uh, you've seen the uh, total go from nine to uh, eight and a half here. Right. Would agree with that. Talking, adding on to Otani, the ability there, uh, the lineup for the Angels not really being that effective. Uh, would agree with the market move toward the under. Um, and we'll get to if we have time later today because I find it pretty interesting. The Padres go up to San Francisco and get smacked around a little bit. Their offense completely disappears. Can't beat up on the Diamondbacks all the time, huh?
All right, we'll come back. Let's get back to the NFL draft. Chuck Esposito, the uh, sportsbook director over at Red Rock, is going to join us, get his thoughts on uh, what is up on the board and what is to come for the NFL draft and the hottest prop on the market, wide receivers in the first round. is the edge on VSN, the sports betting network. I have a serious question for you. Okay. All right. Are you ready for a fresh start? I am. And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. I, you know, I'm glad we're bringing this up because I've actually had a lot of things to get off my. Ch- oh, oh, we're talking about something else. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We'll take the Zen 10 challenge. Oh. Switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths. Zen nicotine pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days for your money back. Your fresh starters here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at zen.com slash 10. at zyn.com slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. And warning. This product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. You ever have that happen to you? You ask somebody, like, you haven't, like, at a, a get-together or whatever, how you doing, man? Well, and they're like, oh, not, not that great. Let not good, you. man. I'm like, oh, I didn't need your life story. Like, it's, it's, it's a courtesy. You just say everything's fine. Or, good, man, how are you? So I don't say that sometimes. Because okay. if you really don't care, don't say, how are you? That's a good point. Because you That's might get point. an answer like that. Well, you know, I'm not doing that well. Let me tell you about some of the problems I've got in my well, life. Let's, let's do this. Chuck Esposito's with us. Chuck, how you doing today? <laughs> I was looking forward to hearing about Matt's problems, buddy, but I'm doing well. <laughs> no uh, problems. No problems. Never any problems. Uh, unless we're talking about the Yankees and Garrett Cole, then there's lots of problems. All right. So, uh, NFL <laughs> draft is around the corner, Chuck, and uh, Station Casino is one of the few that's been uh, somewhat aggressive and hanging multiple options for betters out there in terms of the draft. And I just want to ask a general question um, as a bookmaker, what is your view on hanging up stuff when it comes to the NFL draft, largely an information-based uh, event that a lot of uh, bettors can be on equal footing, if not better footing, than you, the odds maker, because they can grab information at the same rate you can? I'm, I'm going to be honest, JVT. I mean, we, we haven't always done extremely well to these. There is, is a lot of volatility. You hear new things every day. People start looking at these mocks, and we're in an information era where they're getting information that they think is good from some of these media sources. And we see guys moving up and down the board. We're adjusting odds almost on a, on a daily basis. But, hey, the event's here. It's a huge event. We're doing a big draft party here as well for the first round. And we wanted to put as much stuff up as we could. But, again, it, it, a lot of it is just smoke screens and, you know, it, it's guesswork. So, but, uh, you know, we try to get as much information as we can and put it on the board and then let the guests have some fun with it. I know you love it, Chuck. You love the NFL draft. So props to you for putting up all these draft props uh, before most books have. Uh, which ones I think you find the most intriguing right now? And by the way, go to Red Rock Sportsbook or any station sportsbook or uh, call up the app to check out the draft props. Uh, Chuck, which uh, draft props are most intriguing to you? I can tell you guys that, you know, odds to be the the player selected number one overall has been crazy. I mean, 
Early on, you know, we had, uh, you know, action on the offensive linemen. Um, you know, Charles Cross, who opened at 90-1, to 1, people were, were betting him. And then the offensive lineman, um, Icky, you saw a lot of play on. Uh, and then you had a lot of action on Trayvon Walker. Um, Hutchinson had actually, you know, kind of, we re-raised his odds. And then it was a consensus that it's going to be Hutchinson. Then you read today that, you know, uh, Doug Peterson really wants an offensive lineman with the number one pick. So that first overall selection, although it looks like it's going to be Aiden Hutchinson, and that's what everything kind of points to right now, it has seen us kind of move who the favorite was or dramatically alter odds a lot since we first put this up. And we put it up in mid-January, who would be the first player taken. So it has seen a lot of movement across the board. All right, how about the quarterback prop, which is always uh, the most talked about thing in every draft, but this is not a draft with – uh, marquee quarterbacks. You got Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, maybe Desmond Ritter. There's some talk about Matt Corral. I know at uh, Red Rock, Chuck, you put up the total at three quarterbacks. You go in the first round, minus 115 each way. What's your personal opinion? I think it is going to be three, Matt, but I think there's a chance that a fourth sneaks into the first round. And I kind of say this every year that because of the, the fact that a team has that fifth year control, that we know there's not a, a, a John Elway or an Andrew Luck, at least on the surface, uh, coming out this year. But you get an opportunity to get these kids for a fourth year or a fifth year, that fifth year option, somebody might trade back up to, to grab a, a Corral or, or a Desmond Ritter if they drop. I think you're going to see um, two quarterbacks go in the first round, and we have those props up on which team will select uh, these two quarterbacks, and it's Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett, and you can almost flip-flop them. I've seen a number of mocks where Pickett goes one, and now I'm starting to see a lot more where Willis goes one. I think it just depends on the team, and if either one of these guys starts to slip, and if someone decides to kind of hit the panic button and trade up. I do think Carolina might take a quarterback at six, but I can also see them moving back because they think one of these guys might be available in the teams. All right, that's what I think is going to happen. I, I did not uh, work that into my first mock draft because I hate to project trades at this point point. what might happen, JVT, but uh, I don't think the Lions are going to take Malik Willis at number two. I don't think the uh, Panthers necessarily want to take Kenny Pickett at number six. I, I think if those teams want a quarterback, they want to trade down for more, more value with that pick. And the Panthers, if you take Kenny Pickett at number six, six right. that's, not, that's not a value play. Uh, you, you could trade down to maybe the 12th pick and still get Kenny Pickett if that's the guy you want. So I think if the Panthers do want Pickett or Willis, they'll probably trade out of that sixth spot and go down a little bit in the draft. Yeah, and, and Chuck, I, I think that's where when it comes to these uh, these props that you guys have up, uh, it seems that at least the mindset for you is that the Carolina Panthers are looking to draft a quarterback. It just depends on which one. Uh, they're at the top of the index prop for both of you, right, for Willis uh, and for Pickett in terms of the Panthers being uh, one of the uh, top favorites to draft either one of these guys? Yeah, they are, JVT. I think reason being is that you could look at their quarterback situation and kind of probably say that it's the worst quarterback situation in the league. They were in on Deshaun Watson. They were in on just about every quarterback that potentially got moved this offseason. They've got a huge investment in Darnold of $19 million, and they need a quarterback. I think you look at Matt Rule, and you know he's an offensive guy. He wants to see this offense flourish. He's got some talented wideouts. Of course, you've got C-Mac. Um, they need a quarterback, and um, I agree, Matt. 
Matt, I, I think they could probably move back and get a quarterback. It's just who do they really covet, and do they worry about somebody then pouncing before them? I mean, we know that there's some teams in the top ten if they move back too far. That We know Atlanta needs a quarterback who picks eight. We know Seattle needs a quarterback who picks nine. And even Washington might need a, might need a quarterback who picks 11. And who do they covet? I think we've, we've chatted about it before. Matt Rule recruited a kid as a junior in high school to come be his collegiate quarterback at Temple. That kid was Kenny Pickett. Is there any tie there? Or, or you know, does he go after Kenny Pickett again because he's familiar with him? The Steelers, who Kenny Pickett practices in their, their facility for the last two years. They've seen him up close and personal. They let a certain number 13 from Pitt get away many years ago. Would they do the same thing with Kenny Pickett? So you just don't know which team's going to maybe pounce up to get a quarterback since it's such a quarterback-driven league. Chuck Esposito, Red Rock Sportsbook Director, with us now. Chuck, uh, how about wide receivers? Uh, I know DraftKings put this number up at 5.5 over minus 165. You put it up at 6 uh, minus 115 each way. Wide receivers go in the first round. That DraftKings number has gone up from minus 165 to about minus 270. Uh, there's a lot of talk, and I think so too, that we're going to see at least six wide receivers in the first round. What do you think? I agree, Matt, and that's why we put it up at six. I mean, we talked about the, the five and a half, but I just thought it would be one-way play there. I mean, that it's 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 not going to go under. I mean, we look at at least, you know, six guys. You, you've seen Watson from North Dakota State kind of flying up draft boards as well. Um, it's such a deep quarterback drop, and you can make a case now when you've got guys like Jamar Chase and some of, so many of these young wide receivers that come into the league, uh, Justin Jefferson, who are impact players, uh, Jalen Waddle, that wide receiver now is part of the development for some of these young quarterbacks, getting a dynamic wide out. A lot of teams need wide receivers if it's the Chiefs, if it's the Packers who lost Hill and Adams. I think you're going to see six and maybe seven. So I think anything below that, there's tremendous value on going over five and a half. Okay. Now, so Chuck, I'm curious your thoughts, and we'll tie this into the wide receivers. You know, There was that debate last year, right? Bengals, hey, Jamar Chase, Panay Sewell, you got to build on the offensive line. We kind of saw that war go to the wide receiver side, right? That dynamic a wide receiver might be worth more than an offensive lineman. Uh, what do you expect in terms of total offensive lineman in this first round? I think when you look at the offensive lineman, I mean, it is a deep draft with those guys as well. I think you could make a case for, for seven or more here, too. Um, when I looked at it, I had seven going in the first round. That's the price that we have up, shaded a little bit towards the over, but it wouldn't surprise me to see an eighth go as well. I think you have so many young quarterbacks, guys, in the league right now that you need to protect those guys. We saw the sacks of Trevor Lawrence last year, Justin Fields, what these guys were, were facing by not having good, strong offensive lines. I think that offensive line and wide receiver are going to be two, two positions that go heavily in the first round of this draft. All right, Chuck, we'll talk to you a couple more times before the first round of the draft on April 28th. What are the details for your draft party at Red Rock? The draft watch party, guys, is uh, the day of the first round, the night of the first round, Thursday, April 28th. Um, Ex-pro football player and head coach uh, Mike Tice and uh, all-pro defensive back from the Vikings as well, Corey Chavis, are going to be here to host with Jason and myself. We're going to have a lot of cool giveaways, a photo and autograph opportunities, giving away the official draft caps when, you're, when the teams are on the clock. We just want it to be interactive and fun. We know it will be over a million people in town kind of heading towards the Strip. We think this is a great alternative. We think it's a phenomenal draft watch party. And again, want the guests to come out and have a lot of fun. Chuck, good to talk to you, man. Thank you. Hopefully Thanks, guys. Hopefully those draft caps are fitted because uh, I got a big dome. You do Snap have Snapbacks don't work. 
On the other side, I'll tell you what size hat I wear. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Conquer the competition for cash with the Northman Clash on the Ice Challenge. Join two free-to-play pools and compete for your share of $10,000 in total cash prizes with your hockey predictions. Head to DraftKings.com, the Northman. Now, to join the action, the Northman in theaters, April 22nd. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply to DraftKings.com for details. Looks like a good movie. Anyway, on to best bets. Uh, all right. So, 
uh, last night smoked. Well, you know what? I'd rather have one of these performances where, you know, halfway through the third, I'm like, all right, I don't have to watch this game. Like, I'm going to get smoked here. It doesn't really matter. You take the loss, you move on. So Hornets plus four and a half. Uh, Dunzo, don't need it. Uh, Saturday, of course, they'll sit on the Raptors plus four and a half against the 76ers. We'll have full breakdowns at all of the game ones uh, tomorrow on the edge. And then uh, Raptors plus 165 for the series. Uh, keep an eye out later tonight. The uh, full series breakdowns will be up on vcin.com slash JBT as well. All right. Good yeah. deal. Look forward to that. That's all I got. No That's bets got. tonight? Uh, no, nothing. I mean, there's no basketball tonight. So I mean, for uh, for the next, for the Clips, nah, you, you're going to play the Clippers game or the Cavs game? As you know, I'm sitting on the Pelicans to make the playoffs futures tickets, so I don't know how I'm going to handle um, something like that. Right. Um, and um, with the Hawks, with the looming specter that it was potentially Jared <laughs> Allen, um, don't really want to get involved unless something like that happens. Because that's a, that's a line-shifting move if he's indeed going to give it a shot. So sit back for now. Ooh, should really – The Cavs are a team that is kind of like uh, a year away. Yeah. Paulie Howard was trying to get me to jump on board with the Cavs to win the division a couple months ago on the Follow the Money show, and I wouldn't do it. I, I think the uh, next year – the Cavs could be a, a team to watch. I think they could be serious contenders. Being fully healthy and depending on what they had in the offseason, I, I would very much agree. I think you got a lot of young talent. They got big guys who can play. You need you need Darius another Garland wing though, like star guard. Yeah, you, you need another well, I mean, wing that can shoot. Yet. No, right. but I'm saying like the like the optimal uh, addition, like Isaac Okoro. If you watched that Nets uh, that Nets game, the Nets weren't even they didn't care. They're like Okoro, you get stand in the corner. If you get the ball, we'll let you shoot. We don't really care. And he was scoreless in that game. Mm-hmm. That's. You saw it, by the way, too. You saw it in the Minnesota game, uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's a really dynamic player, but like when he's playing, you're just like, like go ahead, man. Like we're not, we're going to slough off of you every time if Carl Anthony Towns catches the ball in your radius, yeah. your guy's going to come over and help because we don't care what you do with the ball. So like those kind of black holes on your roster offensively and on the floor that doesn't really help you. And Okoro's kind of been one of those right. guys. But I would agree with you. Uh, they're not very far away from being uber competitive. Hell, I mean, before all the injuries, they're going to be maybe the top two seed in the Eastern Conference this year. So they had a lot going for him. Um, really quickly, update this news. Uh, it does seem, and I haven't seen an update yet today, uh, Steph Curry, though, today, big scrimmage. If he's going to scrimmage and, and go through that unscathed, then Steph Curry will be available for game one of the uh, Golden State Warriors series with the Denver Nuggets. You know, I was going to ask you about that. So he's been out a while. Does he come back as a Steph Curry that, that we remember? Before the injury, can you expect that? Can you expect him to go out and put up 25, 30 points right away and be a dynamic player in this series? I, I would think so, but there's also questions about whether or not he's even going to be able to put, give it a go in game one. So how do you look at the, the prices in this uh, Denver-Golden State series in game one and the series price? Because I, I'm telling you, I, I would be hesitant to uh, back the Warriors at those prices. I, I agree with that, and – so if there was a player that you would trust to take this much time off and like plug in right away, it would be, uh-huh. it would be Steph Curry. Um, but the thing that worries me more is they've only played Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, 11 minutes together this year. That's it. That's crazy. Because <laughs> wow. Curry's been injured. Mm-hmm. Draymond's been injured. Remember when Clay came back, it was a ceremonial foul Darius Garland to leave the game for Draymond Green. Um, like, like, yes, they won championships and they know each other and all of these things. But you're playing with different guys around you. And while Clay Thompson ends the regular season hot, and he maybe looks a little bit better now, that, that's the one thing that worries me. It's not only Curry coming back, but it's the continuity between those three. And as you mentioned, the market's like, yeah, whatever. Five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Nuggets. Minus 225 to win the series against Denver as well. Those are just prices. I think the Warriors win this series, even if Curry misses the first game. But if you're planning on betting Golden State, I think you're definitely sitting back 
and waiting to see what goes on with Curry before game one and even into game one because you just don't know how effective he's going to be. Yeah, I want, I want to see him in game one. Obviously, you can expect Stephen Curry to step in and play great, but uh, until I see it, I'm not going to quite believe it, and I can't can't wait that series price. All right, let's get to uh, the NFL really, draft. Really quick, can I give you okay. one more piece of news too, yeah. by the way? Uh, looks like uh, Luka Doncic not going to be able to play for game one. So that's a pretty big blow. And, uh, Jazz put, are up to a five-and-a-half-point favorite uh, one shot. I was going to say that. It kind of puts a, the Mavericks in a hole in the series too. I, I will just say there's still some pretty decent guard play for Dallas, and we did watch this Utah team lose to the Clippers, who lost Kawhi Leonard to an ACL injury last year, and it was all just dribble penetration and kick out the shooters. Mavericks can still kind of do that. So I wouldn't okay. wouldn't be super gung-ho about, you know, laying a big number on the road with Utah, who has their own issues. So just saying. All right. You should have been gung-ho about laying this price on wide receivers drafted in the first a round. You're a, pro. Uh, a couple days ago, I wrote about this for Point Spread Weekly and uh, put it out as the best bet. Wide receivers in the first round over five and a half, minus 165. Chuck Esposito said he expected one-way play at that number, so he opened at six. It was five and a half at DraftKings and a couple other spots. That number is now up to minus 270. So, I don't know at this point if you haven't bet it, do you want to play over six at a cheaper price and hope you get that seventh wide receiver? It's tough to be late to the party on these props. you got to act quickly on these uh, draft props because these prices can move uh, very fast. There are six wide receivers I'd really like to go in the first round. I'm not sure if we're going to get to seventh. Uh, but anyway, that's the first best bet I got. I'm going to have some more next week on the NFL draft. Uh, let's update the golf right now. Mm-hmm. RBC Heritage and uh, Hilton Head. The week after the Masters, you typically have a hangover for a lot of players in this tournament. Justin Thomas not playing well right now. Cameron Smith, three over. Oh, yeah, I bet. Cameron, I mean, it's just the letdown of as well as you competed the weekend before. Now you're like, eh, Hilton Head's nice, but like. I thought Cameron Smith would be a play against after he, <laughs> right. after he blew the uh, shot at the green jacket on uh, Sunday. Right now, Cameron Young, who uh, played yeah. a 425 to 1 in the Masters. I took a little shot on him last night at 100 to 1. Uh, that was the price up at the uh, Westgate Superbook. He's at 8 under. He's got a three stroke lead. Uh, oh, I did not put that out as the best bet. I did put out Corey Connors as the best bet at 31 to 1. He's three strokes back. In a tie for second, so the Canadian Corey Connors is right there in the hunt. Joaquin Neiman's also a five under. Uh, so you got some. Uh, we got some guys in the hunt this weekend at this RBC Heritage. I did not make uh, many big plays on this tournament. I think it's always a little bit tricky. You kind of want to play guys who did not play in the Masters, yeah. who had a week off to kind of rest and gear up for this tournament because oh, maybe I do got think destroyed in the Masters and <laughs> didn't really have much going on. <laughs> That's the true. Prior. Yeah, and that was Cameron Young. He didn't play well at Augusta. Uh, so you shift his focus here, and um, I thought that was an angle to uh, play this week. Anyway, let's take a look at more, some more baseball for tonight. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of games that uh, have piqued my interest and I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, the first of which, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Padres. Uh, they are at home taking on the Atlanta Braves, and I mentioned this in passing when we were uh, coming out in the first uh, at the top of the hour, but, you know, the Padres' offense, uh, it was fantastic for the most part when they were beating up on the Diamondbacks pitching uh, but completely shut down against the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Um, and their pitching was not great. Now, you Darvish got absolutely boat raced in the second game of their series against San Francisco. Yesterday can get nothing going offensively, end up losing that game to the Giants. Another one-run game for the Giants, 2-1 um, to San Francisco. You just I, I've, I had questions about San Diego's offense coming into this year. I think when you looked at the metrics, it was not as explosive as people believed it to be a season ago. 
And now, of course, we know that Fernando Tatis is not in this lineup, which is a pretty big blow for them, too. Uh, and I've got some questions about how bad this line, not bad, but how mm-hmm. mediocre it can be. And the market seems to be responding in such as uh, the Braves are a road favorite right now at minus 109. Yeah, and last night I believe the Padres opened the slight favorites in this game at some spots. Mm-hmm. I, I thought Charlie Morton would be, if I was going to bet this, I was going to bet the Braves and Charlie Morton, if anything. Uh, right now it's circa minus 107, South Point minus 109. I leaned to the Braves a little bit in this game. I did not bet it for the record, though. Um but I, I did lean Morton against this uh, Padres offense. I think is uh, he's a little bit desired at this point. In fact, uh, since I'm doing the follow the money show with Paul Howard tomorrow morning, I'm going to catch a flight to San Diego Friday afternoon. I'm going to I'm going to catch the Friday night game at Petco Park. Braves so, Padres. You know you want to take a tie bot just the other day. I've, I've got tickets. Uh, my wife and I were going to Philly's Padres after the NBA Finals that uh-huh. week. Oh, I cannot wait. We're going to go to multiple. We're going to go to both games. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. I love San Diego. I haven't gone to Petco Park yet, though. So take the kids to Petco Park. Seriously. I'm, I'm gonna in take the outfield, a, there's an area where you can take the kids out, and it's pretty cool. I'm not taking the small potato. Uh, Dimitri, he still doesn't have anything <laughs> going on. Uh, but uh, Diego, yes, uh, is going to be part of the festivities. Cool. So, okay. yeah, no, I can't wait. And then we're going to ship them off, kick them out, and then we're going to go gaslight their gas lamps, right? Gas lamps. Yeah, gas lamps. Oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> can't wait. Whiskey Girl, one of the best spots out there. Uh, also, I mean, there's a lot of good games later today. At least we have – you and I were uh, talking about this off the air yesterday, but at least we have some night games tonight because uh, yesterday, kind of lame when the latest game starts at 4 o'clock in terms of baseball. Yeah, so, last night was a – a night where I, I hoped the Spurs would close that gap in that play-in game because that was the only thing going on in sports last night. Yeah. And uh, that was a 20-something point game at one point. But uh, I think baseball's got to do a better job of scheduling some of these games. You have to have at least one night game on the schedule. Yes, anyway. absolutely. All right, we're all done. Uh, look out for Matt tomorrow and on Monday, right? You'll be able to follow the money? That's correct. All right, so Matt will be on with uh, Pauly Howard. Uh, Dave Thorpe, 30 minutes tomorrow, huh? Break it all down with Coach Thorpe on Follow the Money. Uh, with that... We're all done. My guys in the desert coming up next tomorrow. Uh, full game one and series breakdowns of the association postseason that begins on Saturday. We'll see you then. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.